0: Ultimately, the key to successful coaching and mentoring is building relationships based on trust, respect, yeah. and open communication. And as leaders, it's our responsibility to create a culture that values and supports both coaching and mentoring. I think there's place for both.
1: The Better Mindset Podcast. Welcome to the Better Mindset Podcast. I'm Mark Herring, And I'm Vex Rose. And this is episode 12, a podcast where our aim is to help you be better school leaders and teachers and to drive effective digital change in your schools. On today's episode, making waves in schools today is the potential for coaching to build our capacity and skills. Bex and I discuss the differences between coaching and mentoring and the opportunities for these approaches with your team. All right, on today's Making Waves, Bex, you've got something for us today.
0: Yeah so today we're going to talk about coaching versus mentoring and I know you've been both Mark and I know it's worked for, for us both and what we prefer so I'm going to talk a bit about how they differ but also how they're both super important when you're mm-hmm. in the schools or in any type of institution. So as a leader I've been See, I've seen firsthand benefits of coaching and mentoring. So both of these practices are essential to support the growth and development of our students and teachers. So, mm-hmm. however, there are some significant differences between the two. So we're going to ha- unpack what they look like today and and how you can implement aspects of both coaching or mentoring in your leadership practice. So Perfect. let's start with coaching because I'm, I'm, I'm not – not favoritism but it is it is kind of like my favorite so coaching (laughs) so coaching was something i was introduced to really early on in my leadership um journey so so we're just going to unpack what it what what it is first so coaching is a short-term relationship between a coach and a coachee with a focus on improving specific skills or achieving specific goals. So coaching sessions are usually structured with a clear, with clear objectives and timelines and often involve feedback and accountability and the model that I've used in my time has the acronym growth, which takes you through the process of coaching your coachee. So coaching can be incredibly powerful because it provides the space for individuals to reflect on their practice and identify Mm. areas of growth. So it really gives that um, sense of power to the coachee as opposed to the coach. Coaching can be incredibly powerful because it provides a space for individuals and it can also be an yeah. opportunity to learn new strategies and receive constructive feedback and practice skills in a supportive environment because the coaching is really relationship driven and it is, and that's a key area at the beginning is to really build that relationship with your coachee. So mm. I was introduced to it early on, as I said before in my uh, leadership Career and and a, a bit of background was that I was quite a young DP, and I was surrounded by incredible, incredible um, leaders across across the board and teachers and my staff. So I kind of felt like I was this new person, like coming in and and who was I to know? Because I was pretty young as well. So mm. I got put through um, a a series of coaching um, leadership sessions and got learn how to just basically provide the framework to have these growth coaching conversations with my staff or with, um, teachers across the coal. And it was a really cool opportunity for me to feel like I could really help people around me because ultimately that's what I wanted to do, but I wanted to do it. I had a structure to be able to do that. And, and all I had to mm. do was ask the right questions at the right time to help them work out, uh, where they needed to go next.
1: Mm. Yeah. 100%.
0: Yeah. And that's something we do in our certified leadership program too. Right? So Mark, do you want to talk to the way in which we coach?
1: Yeah, c- coaching I th- it wasn't really around when I started teaching either. It was something that was happening probably incidentally or just over those cups of coffee in the in the staff room. But over the last 3 to 4 years, I think really in the last 2 years, that's where it's become really popular particularly in schools, but a- across, you know, all industry areas. And it's like what you say, it's a real opportunity for people to be able to develop their own capability and their own um, strength it's that uh, I, I like to think of that analogy of of not giving people fish but actually giving them a fishing rod
0: mm. and so really mm. what you're
1: doing is you're helping them to learn how to fish. You're helping them to think through the process for themselves. You're asking those key questions that when you're not there, the person is enabled to be able to do that thinking for themselves. And it's a really, really powerful tool. On the leadership program that we do, we use it as a way to scaffold the application of the content that we give people. So we're great at finding all of the leadership content, the frameworks, the concepts and the content that people can use to be able to help them in their leadership journey in the school. But then it's the application of that that often misses, you know, and that's where I think the learning um, sometimes doesn't quite gel or doesn't really stick. But if we're mm-hmm. in a coaching situation where we're able to prompt them and, you know, ask them those guiding questions, ask them the five whys and, and really dive deep into things. And that's when they can start to make the connections between the content that we're giving them and their actual context. I think yeah, that's, and- that's really where I see it being really valuable.
0: Totally, and really empowering for them because they feel like they've come up with their solutions and then you're more inclined to follow through with those ideas because you kind of feel like you've come up with them. And that's how I felt as a coachee as well as like, oh, okay, cool. I, I kind of got that to I got to this point on my own, you know, with the coaching out, but you kind of felt like rather than being told what to do, you're being helped to find the way forward on your own. Um, <clears throat> I think the other thing about coaching was that it was really important to have those um, touch points, those those regular cadence of touch points in coaching. And, and we made it really clear uh, in our um, staff that we would make that a priority in our staff meeting time because otherwise mm. – It becomes something that is another add-on and another thing to do. Um, So every four weeks, we'd do three three the three weeks would be um, working on strategic um, goals that we were working on, and then the fourth week would be the coaching session. And so it meant that that cadence was regular. It meant that you knew that you had to have that conversation with your coach. Uh, every four weeks you better do something (laughs) you got that accountability point Um, but also you had dates that you knew you had to get stuff done by and that is where the magic happened for me in terms of um, coaching was that I had um, made short succinct goals kind of like that 12 week working year thing where it was like by the end of the week I'm going to do this and it didn't have to be massive but it meant that it Mm. it got traction in the goals and it meant that I had done one little next step for the next thing. And it was, it was where I started seeing some real traction in my growth. Uh, so massive fan of coaching, as you can probably hear. Um, I'm going to talk about mentoring now. So um, mentoring, yep. on the other hand, is a is, is a long-term relationship between a mentor and a mentee, and it's got a focus of personal and professional development. So unlike coaching, mentoring is less structured, and the mentor takes more of a holistic approach to supporting the mentor, uh, the mentee. So mentoring right. can be inf- incredibly beneficial because it provides people with a role model and a sounding board. And I know that the like, beginning principles always get their their um their their mentor to begin with and it just gives them Mm. you've been in this scenario before like tell me what you did in this moment so mentors can offer that guidance and support and advice based based on their own experiences and expertise so their mentees they're the mentees not mentees mentees <laughs> yeah. often develop that sense of loyalty and trust b- towards their mentor um yeah. which yeah. can be a powerful motivator for growth and development so there's a there's that real sort of like sense of i don't know um looking up to them and and, and really trusting what they have to say and really trusting uh, that they're giving them advice that are going to help them in their own space so the question is i guess have you have you been what what do you think mark like you've been probably in both situations um, how have the uh, experiences differed for you like what's something that you can take from from mentorship that perhaps you uh, do in your own leadership um, practice as well yeah there's a,
1: there's a couple of thoughts one of the, i think it's it's really easy to get the two mixed up because they are mm. so similar. And in, in the way, you know, effectively, it's a conversation, and it's a contact point with another person. Um, and and I think sometimes when you're in a coaching situation, you might be mostly coaching. So asking questions, that's how I would define it. Because um, I remember, I, I remember having to ask somebody a while ago, you know, what's the difference between coaching and mentor? I didn't really mm. kind of understand. We were new to coaching in the company, particularly. But but really, you're actually doing both sometimes, you know, you might be in a coaching phase, but then there's a mentor situation that might take over. So there's a, a conversation where you you are in a place to be able to give advice or, you know, this is what I did when I was in that place, or have you thought about, you know, those types mm. of questions so in any one particular conversation whether it's formal or informal it might be conversational and coaching based but then you might flip into mentoring mode and then vice versa as well sometimes i think the best mentors who have been there done that blaze the trail and they are guiding someone you know along their pathway they may using a may use a coaching approach so mm-hmm. i think it can can kind of depend on you know the situation and the experience levels of the people involved but I think from a leadership perspective, when when we're working with leaders in schools, usually they're engaging with us as a company because they want to see some change. They want to see, you know, digital transformation in their school. They want to see some innovative practice. They want to improve their culture. Uh, They want to improve their processes and systems and those types of things. So there's some change element that they're trying to get. You know, into their school. What we often hear as a default system is that as leaders, they think, right, I need to get this change happening. I'm going to give them some content and some training. So I'm going to get them all in a room and I'm going to give them what they need, and then that will affect the change. And there is a time and place for that but I think a lot of leaders aren't recognizing the power and potential of the coaching mentoring approach to really develop some internal capacity in your team because there's so much power that can that can be gained by little touch points over a period of time where people are continually being brought back to a goal or being guided and scaffolded in that way and I, I think as, as leaders, if we're able to find a way in our schools to set up uh, you know, a formalized structured coaching approach where you have two people connecting, whether they're two, two teachers that are colleagues, you know, that are coaching each other and you need to give them training to be able to do that, but you know, give them guiding questions, those types of things, give them the time like you were saying in a meeting space. But also looking like I think probably I think a lot of schools are realizing that, you know, most schools that we go into now when we say one of our favorite approaches to be able to build capacity is the coaching approach. And we'll talk about that. But what I I reckon Bex is missing, too, is exactly what you're talking about in the mentoring space. I don't know that we're giving those experienced teachers, the teachers who I would sort of describe as the lead teachers in the school, the opportunity and maybe the the permission to be connected with those younger teachers, those inexperienced teachers in a way that Mm. can guide them and, and put them into that formal mentoring process. I wonder if there's a trick there that we're missing in the schools for that to be able to be a thing.
0: Yeah, I think there's a capacity thing there because I think people are just tapped out with everything that they have to do in their own classes. And th- there is that beginning teacher um, model where you have your associate teacher for two years, and I think that's a really yeah. important component. I And I agree with you. I think having someone that's lived the shoes, uh, been in the shoes and, and giving that advice can be really, really beneficial. But I have to admit, when I had... It's how you do I, it. ha- Yeah, it's how you do it. It's like, And it's mm. also war stories don't work war story hearing war stories over and over again and this is what happened and also think about even five years ago when we were in schools to what we're doing now times have changed and they're changing super fast so your context that you had when you were a beginning principal would be completely completely different to what they're dealing with today like completely different and so so there is there is that whole uh yep you've been you've you've been a principal for 25 years that's awesome but it was very very different when you started being a principal to what it is today like think of even just the communication with parents think of the the way that parents interact with schools Mm. 25 years ago than they are today i i just truly think that 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 mentoring does yeah it definitely does have its place but also coaching can really draw out the best in people and draw out know you know, getting, yeah you you you're in the role for a reason as as a teacher or as a in leadership so you've got the ideas there somewhere and I think the coaching draws it out because it gives it that space for you to think <laughs> because right, that's yeah, it's it's not sure, very yeah. it's not very often that you actually have that time to really think about your practice or pedagogy your goals you're kind mm. of like I'm doing this and I'm doing this and I'm doing this and then I'm in a mentor meeting I'm hearing all the things that I need to do and you're like how the heck am I going to do that and then you have to you mm. know so it's It's that space that I think is the key component to really make it work. Yeah, I'm in two minds actually. Um, I do look up to people though, I must admit, like coming into. This role is very different to what I try. I was a trained teacher and now I'm working in mm. a completely different facet of a career. You know, like it's completely mm. different. And I've got a best friend who I talk to and he, he rolls me through a whole bunch of different things in the business world. And if I didn't have his voice in my head or mm. his, his, his learnings across Uh, The business side of things, I'd be screwed. I I love listening to what he has to say, and he in that mentor role. So, and that's not coaching; that's just telling me the ins and outs of business (laughs) and what happens in business, which is mentoring. Yeah, which is mentoring. So,
1: yeah, yeah, mm. I I agree agree with everything you're saying. I I Mm. think it's about using the best of the both approaches. And so, you know, like you're saying, because the context is continually changing, and we're facing different challenges, like the challenge that. All teachers are facing with AI and how you mm. how you move through that landscape. Nobody really knows what that means. So there is nobody who can mentor you through that effectively. Yeah. And that so that's the place of coaching, I think. That's you know, being able to ask questions, you know, well, why is that an issue? Okay, tell me mm. more about that. What does that mean for you? What are the implications? You know, digging deeper, though all of those mm. coaching techniques. Mm. But I think that, I think the place that mentoring has is like you were saying with your friend in the business space, if you're able to connect with experienced educators who may not have faced the same challenges that you're facing but they're able to help you apply the same principles that guided them through the challenges that they faced. that can help you with this you know so if it's principle based or values based of things like putting the student first Mm. or thinking about the long-term vision or you know about considering all stakeholders all of those types of things that sometimes as leaders in the modern school we can forget you know, like we, mm. like, often it's so easy to forget about listening to parents and taking their consideration on board. Mm. You know, um, mm. it's so easy to forget about the fact that you know we need to put students first because we can get caught up in everything that we're doing. You know, where we have demands of curriculum and assessment needs and all those types of things. Mm. Um, so, so yeah, and, and think, it's, it's about both of them working together, isn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah. So I think that ultimately the key to successful coaching and mentoring is building relationships based on trust, 100%, respect. Yeah and open communication and as leaders it's our responsibility to create a culture that values and supports both coaching and mentoring I think there's place for both When I was feeling coached, I felt the sense of urgency and pressure to improve specific skills or achieve specific goals. And I appreciated that direct feedback and accountability that came with coaching, but at times Mm. it could be a bit intimidating or when I was mentored and coached through my career, I can say from personal experience, there's a big difference of how I was feeling mentored versus how I was coached. I Mm. could look to the mentor for guidance and support. I appreciated the wisdom and insight that came from my mentors years of experience and I often felt in inspired or motivated by our conversation. So there's definitely, mm. there's definitely a need for both. They're very invaluable in both ways. And as a leader, I think it's important to recognize the unique needs of each individual and provide them with appropriate support and guidance to help them grow and develop.
1: Very cool. Excellent, mm. thanks Bex, that's great. Cool. All right, episode 12. Bex, what are your final thoughts before we wrap?
0: Yeah, so in this podcast, we looked at the key differences between coaching and mentoring. So coaching typically involves that short term goal oriented approach where the coach guides the coachee towards achieving the specific outcome, while mentoring involves a longer term relationship focused on developing the mentee's skills, knowledge and sharing experiences and offering advice. So coaching is more directive with the coach asking questions and providing feedback, and the mentoring is more supportive with the mentor offering guidance and acting as a sounding board. But both coaching and mentoring can be valuable approaches for personal and professional development, and understanding the differences between the two can help individuals choose the approach that best suits their needs.
1: If you're after some of the links or resources that were mentioned, or if you want to reach out to us, uh, connect with us if you want to do some coaching with us, or, or develop your own coaches, we'd love to hear from you. Have a look in the show notes and you'll see some of those links. And also make sure that you subscribe. We, we publish every Wednesday and we're up to episode 12 now, Bex. We're mm-hmm. getting closer to that magic 21 number. Wow. You know that people, when they reach 21, you've reached the top 1% of all podcasts. So let's do well this. Over, we're over halfway there. We're getting Correct. there. If you know someone who'd get some value from this podcast, uh, whether it's the coaching discussion, the mentoring discussion, share the podcast with them, send them the link, let them know about it uh, retweet some of our social posts Uh, Mm. we'd love to get the word out there and hit the share button uh, to be able to do that and subscribe to us like we said before and lastly if you have questions or anything you'd love to share with us uh, email us at team at using technology better.com we'd love to hear from you soon and one last little call out if you'd like to jump on a live coaching call if you've Mm. got some some issues that you're grappling with we'd love to have you on a future segment of coaching yes Um, so we'd love to hear from you as well see you all next week see you later. (laughs) we <laughs>